I find that traveling in this way allows you to stop and really feel the the atmosphere of the place and staying with a local. Apart from the fact you will get all this knowledge that you don't get from guidebooks, but you also get a really a sense of the daily life. Welcome to Wander by Proxy, a podcast featuring women's travel stories that connect them more to themselves and the world around them. I'm Leah Fallon, and this is the last episode of 2020. I've collaborated with Hostess Sister, an online global community of women sharing their homes and experiences with one another. Its 112,000 Facebook group members post as part of a cultural exchange, whether it's just a meetup wherever you are or accommodations. Two Hostess Sister members will share their stories today. In part two, you'll hear from Sophia, who shares how she creates bonds with the other members she hosts at her place in Chile. In part one, we'll hear from Manu, who shares the importance of online travel communities and her own special story around Hostess Sister. We'll start there. Here's Manu. I started using Hostess Sister specifically a few years ago. I've been a member of Darius Hospitality Network since 2007 when I started traveling and backpacking, but I was missing something specific for female solo travelers. So I was very happy after much search of ending up there. I'm going to tell you a story from last Christmas. My mother is in Italy, even though I live in Holland, and she runs a guest house. And because I, through my backpacking and being couch surfed and being hosted by so many people, she really got into this idea of opening up her house when there was, especially female solo travelers who were alone, who were alone and needed a place to stay. And last Christmas, I could not be there. I had to be uh, with my family here in Holland and I had to leave my mom alone. So I went on Hostess Sister and I posted saying, hi guys, this is my mom and this is her guest house. If anyone is in Naples, which is really random, south of Italy, Naples for Christmas, could you pass by and say hi to my mom and bring her some Christmas cheer? Well, apart from the fact that this post was liked by over 600 people and there were hundreds of comments from all over the world of people wishing her Merry Christmas. She actually did did have two people, two women uh, who were traveling solo to Argentinian busker girls, who girls who were making music and traveling around the world. And they went and played music for her. And in the end, they ended up staying two months. They still have bicycles there. I'm in touch with them. So it became kind of like a family uh, story in the end. That is so cute. Did Okay, so tell me about what you kind of heard reported back from your mom. She was so, so happy just because they, not only did they come for Christmas and they played music for her because they're busking musicians and playing South American music, but she really just enjoyed how self-made and independent these women were. So that's why they ended up staying a long time. It became kind of like a nomad base. There's now kind of a network of Argentinians. Every time that there's a woman or even some guys, whoever is passing by Naples, they know that's a nomad base. So that's a place where I can have a shower, stay for a few days, leave my backpack. So it became really a fixed thing. I'm really proud of that, actually. There, I'm trying to set up something like this in Holland with some of the Dutch girls that we just have a really nice network of locally. And so it's, it's kind of like from one Facebook post, it's growing into this idea. And so we're both really excited about it. That is amazing. So are you, are you saying that your mom's house is a hub for these nomads? 
yeah, especially, well, she's very, she's above 65, so she doesn't want to host too many people at the same time, but like on one or two people at the same time is okay. And she's, she's, she's kind of traveling vicariously through everybody else as well, because it, when you get a bit older, and especially now with COVID, you can't go anywhere. So that it definitely did become a hub for, for South American and especially people waiting for their Italian citizenship. They tend to float around the South because it's warmer south of Italy. So it's, it's growing. That is so great. It, funnily enough, like why I think it's, I just want to talk about for a second why it's so important to have these networks because when you try to request Couchsurfing and other websites for a place to stay, there are there is a percentage of people who take advantage in the sense they use it, they think it's a dating app rather than a Couchsurfing app. So sometimes you get some really flirty or harassing almost messages back. And it's just because the community is so large. There's so many members on these websites that it's hard to filter out the, those who might be a bit harassing. So it, just so it just feels so good to know that wherever I am in the world and wherever I go in the world, there's somebody who will, that I can trust, especially when you're traveling in, in an area which you don't know the language or you don't feel safe, for instance, hitchhiking or safety. <laughs> it's, it's good to know that there is a lot of people who will open up their, their hearts to you. And especially if you stay away from the larger cities and you go more towards the smaller towns, you can give something back by staying with them. So I'm really excited about all these hospitality networks. I have not stayed in a hotel for years now. So it's, it's great to have these like female safe spaces for us to use. And so I, I'm, I'm pro. Everybody should use them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pro. Nice. That's really cool. And what a great point. And especially with the hidden gem towns where you're like, well, I definitely don't know or I'm not familiar with this town at all. Like, could someone show me around or like even just meet up in a park for a few hours? And that that would just that's just so great. I haven't personally used Host Sister yet, but definitely when I can, I will be. So that's <laughs> that's very exciting. And so tell me about this group in Holland that has been formed. Yeah, that we just noticing that there's a couple of us, uh, like I log in once or twice a week, but there's some people who log in every day. We're constantly on Facebook. And there was just noticing that a lot of people pass by Amsterdam and don't have a place to stay. But at the same time, it's very free-minded. So for creatives and artists and people interested in underground and subcultural and alternative culture, Amsterdam teens tend to attract a lot of people. So just noticing like how difficult it is, especially those who don't have a big budget who don't come from a first world country, for instance, or just traveling long-term and try to spend as little as possible. It was very, very hard to find a place to stay. And those of us who do have a spare room, we just kind of started apping each other. Like, hey, I have got a guest here. Can you maybe help them out? Or, oh, I know I'm hosting someone. You're hosting someone. Why don't we get together with the four of us? Because they're likely, our guests are likely to be, you know, want to do the same things or interested in similar things. And isn't it just great for the four of us to get around and talk about travel? So it started a bit casually. And then it became like a chat group. 
And it was also expanding a little bit outside of Amsterdam. Holland is really tiny. Like in two hours, you, you drive out of the country and you're in Belgium or you're in Germany. So if someone is in a town nearby or a city nearby, it's also an opportunity for people from Amsterdam to visit other things in Amsterdam. <laughs> and so there's a few members from Utrecht and Rotterdam, which are all cities or towns nearby. At the moment, there's like 26 members. And it can be anything from, I'm going hiking on Thursday, who wants to come with me? to hey guys it's going to be great weather on on this week should we just rent an airbnb or a boat and (laughs) do something fun unfortunately this year it's been only only chat like oh wouldn't it be great to do this wouldn't it be great to do that but there's uh, so many plans now that i think like once the the doors open again for people to meet again we're gonna have things to do every weekend (laughs) and it's so great like for people like me i've stopped traveling i was long-term nomad for a few years just to just to listen to stories of people who are still traveling. It's a little bit like I'm still traveling myself. I've been backpacking for quite a while on a Southeast Asia, Australia, New Zealand stint. So I was pretty much in my seventh month of traveling. And when you've been to all these hot tropical countries, like your t-shirts are worn out. Uh, the same clothes, they, they tend to get like really old because you're using them day in, day out. So by the time I arrived to New Zealand, I had really like, I needed a new wardrobe. And when you're backpacking, like, I don't know how other people do it, but I like to keep it to 10 kilos, 15 kilos, just because I am very small. I'm, I'm five foot one in the, in, in the US. <laughs> so I can't have a massive, massive backpack. I will get started, have really bad back pain. So I have very small backpack. I try to keep it as little clothes as possible. So I got to New Zealand and I stayed, funnily enough, with, with in a house full of nurses. There was five girls and they were all nurses and they all had shifts at different times, which is why they decide, decided to live in the same house. But once every so often, they would organize a massive clothes swap party. It was very difficult for them to get together. So it was very, very special that they organized this clothes swap party just in those four or five days that I was there. And everybody that came there, I don't know if you know the concept of clothes swap parties, but people bring in stuff they don't want to wear anymore, but they can still give to someone else. And then you tell a story about the item, about the pair of shoes or the t-shirt and why you're giving it away, where you bought it, so that the person that takes it or swaps it with you also has a story. And the, the nurses and also their guests kept saying, oh, you've got to give that one to the backpacker. She needs new clothes. She needs new clothes. So they kept insisting on giving me the best t-shirts and the best dresses. So I completely renewed my whole backpack and I was good to go. After that, I still had to go to South America. So it was really good to have complete new clothes just from the generosity and the sisterhood of these girls. That is so cute. And, and how did that come about? How did you get into this house of nurses? That was um, just through Trust Roots, which is a very, very good uh, hospitality network because it shows where people are on the map. And it's getting better all the time because it's one of the few free ones which are left because Couchsurfing is unfortunately now a paid corporation. All the other ones are free. They're talking about having connections between people so you can really see how who is connected to who, trust roots. And I, I really recommend that one because just of the quality of the people who are on there. And uh, I always look for musicians because I play bass guitar and I really love live music. 
And so whenever I'm searching on these networks, always very important. Look for people who, who are similar to you. <laughs> very important. But I would look for drummers or guitarists or musicians. And one of these nurses was a drummer. That's so cool. What have you taken away from the experience? And you kind of dived into this a little bit already, but especially with that, that Christmas story, what is like the main thing you took away from that? Well, you look at it this way. If you, you could also just go to a hostel, stay in a, in a dorm with lots and lots of people and see who you meet up and make friends that way too. If you can afford it, then go ahead and do it. It's absolutely fine. And I'm not saying that you don't, you shouldn't do that. But I found that in every hostel I've been at, it's very hard to really sort through people who are genuinely similar to in personality and the way they travel and the tempo, what they find interesting. And also uh, I find that in a lot of hostels, there's a lot of people who just want to party. They just want to get really, really drunk every, every night. And that's okay sometimes, but not every night. Sometimes you just want to sleep. And I find that on, on these hospitality networks already, there's a lot of trust involved from the person that's opening their house to you. So it kind of gives a sense of, okay, this person is open-minded and they're generous and they are fearless as well. And, and I find that when you're being a guest, you're also kind of giving something back. It's not just a matter of, oh, I, I would like to have a free guide of the city or I really want to spend all my money on booze so I don't really want to spend it all on hostels. <laughs> I know, but sometimes there's a lot of bucket list travelers, like I've got to do this, got to do that. It's on my list, got to do it. And I find that traveling in this way allows you to, to stop and really feel the, the atmosphere of the place and staying with a local. Apart from the fact you will get all this knowledge that you don't get from guidebooks, but you also get a really a sense of the daily life. How do people live in this place? And most locals are actually, especially in the second and third world countries, will be really annoyed at tourists. They're like, oh, I hate tourists because of this, this, and that. So when by staying with locals, not only are you, you know, participating in this exchange of, of I will teach you about my culture and they will teach you about yours, but you're also participating in a kind of tourism that is, is more sustainable and, and less commercial because a especially in the bigger cities, a lot of the housing is being destroyed to create these big hotels. So by staying with someone in their spare room, you're also participating in an economy which is, is not polluting, which is not changing the face of cities, and kind of creates this kind of inter-exchange, which is really valuable rather than just, I am coming to your shop and I will buy something off you in a tourist shop. So it's very, very deep. Every single couchsurfing experience you have, even though you might not click with a person or you sleep really badly, you take something from. And there's, there's been very, very few times that even if I had nothing in common with someone that I had a very bad experience, very, very few. And if you do, then you just say, thank you very much for your hospitality. And I think I've changed my plans and I can move on. So it gives you kind of the freedom as well to not have too many plans and not be fixed to that one hotel reservation or I have to be there on that day, but just seeing where the flow takes you. In places like New Zealand that I mentioned earlier, people are connected by maximum six degrees of separation. So one person knows another person who knows another person who knows another person. And it's so special to find that kind of change of people 
So you can be hosted by another, then another, and then you kind of get to know the whole <laughs> tree, the whole family tree of how these people know each other. And uh, that is something that when you go home, it is so much more valid than any walking tour you might have done. I love what you said about the bucket list travelers versus just being able to stop and really be present and, and soak it in rather than just to get the check mark. Yeah, I really, really hated when I was in Thailand and people were like, oh, have you done Cambodia yet? Have you done Vietnam? And I, I just felt so insulted. <laughs> it's like, no, this is not what it's about, guys. <laughs> I think what is really also important to say is that you should travel for some kind of reason. I mean, it's good to wander. And a lot of us wanderlust. And we just mentioned having the flow and not having plans and just going from one place to another without making too many mistakes or ideas. Just, just go with it. But at the same time, I find that having a sense of purpose really makes it valid. I have been so many times in hostile situations where there was someone crying because they were homesick or, you know, you're, you're stuck all by yourself in this top of the mountain. And then you realize you're really quite lonely because you didn't take anyone along with you. <laughs> so try to find something that you're interested in. So if you're really like food or cooking, maybe stay with foodies and cook with each other. I had a great time connecting with musicians from all over the world, keeping a blog will keep you sane and uh, also volunteer if you can is, is also a great way of having just something to do a routine a purpose letting you stop and, and live in the daily life and if you don't have a purpose you don't have a routine that's okay but do check in with people now and again that's also really important connect with people even when you haven't seen them for years it was so great to talk to Manu and now I might just have to go to Naples and visit this nomad hub we are entering part two, which is a shorter story about the quick bonds you can make with strangers in your own home. Here's Sophia. I've hosted five girls here at my home that have stayed with me and I've traveled with a bit. And I've met three other girls, actually four other girls that, uh, that I've toured around the city. How did you hear about Host a Sister? I actually don't remember really well, but I saw someone posting it in a group and I decided to join and I actually was like within the first, I don't know, 200 people or something like that. So I'm one of the first members and I joined and, you know, at the beginning I was kind of nervous of hosting people because, you know, you never know who is going to pop up. But after, you know, the first couple, I think I understood that there was no, no, no reason to be worried. And there's actually like kind of a unique type of girls and hostess sisters. So I'm super happy that I joined. That's awesome. And you live in Chile right now? Yes, I'm actually Venezuelan, but I've lived abroad. I lived in Turkey. I lived in Brazil and now I live here. I'm a bit of a nomad too, but here is the longest I've been somewhere and, and I've been almost six years. So what was your favorite hostess sister experience? I can't, <laughs> I can't choose, really, um, especially because they may hear this. But honestly, I think that if I have to say that one was like particularly touching was I, hus I hosted a girl from France. Her name is Dunia. And I was going through a particular moment in my life. It was very hard. I was changing jobs. I was looking for a good one. And she was here. And every time a girl comes, I have a big um, balcony and 
we usually stay late there, like drinking wine and talking about our lives. It's always like a very nice um, exchange of, you know, life stories. And we were there like one night and I was like so miserable the job that I was at that moment. And I was thinking about changing, but it took me a long time to find that particular one. So I was very, like very charged of emotions. And I decided right there with her, like, she was like, you're not happy. I was like, you're right. And I just started crying. It was like, I'm quitting. And she was like, good. And then you go, you quit tomorrow and then you come back and we'll go to the pool. And I was like, yes, I'm going to do that. So it was a very particular moment. And, you know, she, she, she did help me a lot to like pick me up the next day. And that night, like, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. And with all of them, I, I continued to be in touch, but you know, with her, she was there in a very special moment of my life, kind of. And I really thank her for, for, for being there. That's funny and sad. Yeah, exactly. I'm so sorry that she met me in that point of my life. <laughs> but, but still, like, I think, you know, she was also like every... It's, it's funny because um, usually people going through South America, they come here um, to Chile and stay with me they're in a particular moment in their life too. Like it's their daring moment in their lives or it's maybe like, I don't know, they're going through a breakup or they're finding themselves or, some, or something. And every time I have a girl here, there's, there's something about that going on, whether it's me or the, or the other girl. So I don't know, I find every single experience like extremely meaningful and, and, and so different from, from, all of, from the other ones. That's awesome. Wow. Okay. And then are you still in touch with her? Yes, of course. Of course. Uh, of course, through, you know, social networks and stuff on Facebook. Uh, she's still traveling. I'm so jealous. She's all over. And, and you know, we like each other's stuff and we say hello to each other every once in a while and we do message each other directly. But yeah, with all of them, I think I'm, I'm still very much in touch. Before they come, when they, because you, you make a post and you say where you are like under what circumstance would you host? How many people? There's, you know, a particular thing about your home and stuff like that. So they're aware, for example, if you have pets, if you can receive pets, if you can receive kids, partners, stuff like that. So they contact you and you start talking to them and they tell you like, so I was looking to see if you can host me. I'm going to be there around this time. And so what I did um, was I asked, to, I asked them to, to have a call, like a video call. Because at first, you know, I was a bit skeptical, but then in the call, I would also not only make sure that I was okay with them, but also make sure that they were okay with me. I don't live alone. I live with my boyfriend and it's just a couch, which, you know, if, if it's, it, you're thankful, but at the same time, if it's a bed, like I want them to know, I show them my house. It's my apartment is not very big. So I have this call with them. I show them my house. I tell them like my boyfriend's here. Like, and I tell them like, I can take you around if you want, or if you want to be alone, that's fine too. Most of them just thank me for, for, you know, being able to tour them and, and I've gone around with them a lot, but yeah. So I think that both ways is a little bit like you're exposing yourself because I'm opening my home to someone, but someone's coming to my house. So that person can be like, where am I coming? Like it's so, and you hear all these weird stories about other, other websites. I just won't say the name because it's very known, but you hear all those stories and I had one myself that wasn't very good. So that's also why I decided to do it because I want to give a safe, a safe space to, to a girl traveling. That's very cool. I love it. What do you get out of it in your life? 
Well, to be honest, I get so much from it. Just, you know, like I said, it's been incredible, the connection that I've had with these girls. And when they come, I take them around. I make them the, like the, 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 I don't know how to say it, but the, the meal from my country, I always cook for them. I show them my favorite food, um, restaurants, stuff like that. And I just get, you know, with most of them, it's like, oh my God, me too. With the most random stuff, like it's so amazing that the different connections that I've made, I really, I really have no words to describe, especially how much I miss it because no one's coming right now. But what I get from it is basically just, you know, knowing someone from another country and, and seeing how similar we are, even though we come from completely different backgrounds or, or realities. And that, honestly, that alone makes me very happy. Thank you for listening to the last episode of 2020. There are 14 other episodes to catch up on as I brew the next batch of episodes that'll roll out every other Wednesday in 2021. Episode 16, the next episode, will be out January 20th. Be sure to check out and join Hostess Sister on Facebook or Instagram at Hostess Sister to meet amazing women around the world. Links will be in the show notes. I'm also calling for stories. If you have a travel story that has become part of your internal framework, visit wanderbyproxy.com and fill out the guest application form under the contact tab. I hope you have a great start to 2021.